Welcome back to Locker Room Dads, hosted by myself, Pat O'Donnell, Green Bay Packers punter and co-host, Josh Brinzo, brewery owner. Today's guest is not a professional athlete, but he is a TikToker and social media sensation. To all the tired dads out there, he is the reason why he represents you. Really excited to hear the words of wisdom that this guy is going to pour out on Locker Room Dads today. Without further introduction, please welcome John to the show. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. For sure, man. What's going on? I know my boy Josh right now is over at Epcot celebrating his birthday right now, just dadding out. Where are we finding you right now? Um, I'm at home. It's Saturday morning. Uh, my wife's in the backyard with the kids. They are loud and they are they are off and running I love it. today. Enjoy. I'm at the in-laws right now, so they actually went to the park to give me like an hour of freedom. <laughs> For sure. But uh, before we jump into dadhood, let's talk about how you actually got into the social media world and how you got into, uh, you know, your TikTok and your Instagram and all the funny videos that you do. Is that just something that you're always interested in or did it just kind of flow uh, as you became a dad? Um, yeah, it just, I mean, I've always <laughs> been on social media, never um, like I am now, but you know, with the whole 2020 thing, we were at home. My wife got a TikTok. Mm-hmm. was doing these weird dance videos that I thought were super lame. And I was never going to get on that app. No way. But, um, you know, I did. And I just thought, well, I'm not dancing. I'll just kind of document my, my dadhood. Um, we just had our son, who was only a few months old. So, you know, I was definitely a tired dad back then because he was not sleeping through the night at all so i just started making funny videos and it just kind of took off from there and it wasn't until recently like this year that i really you know said okay this tired dad thing is resonating with a lot of dads out there you know i I think a lot of a lot of dads out there kind of feel like they're viewed a certain way right you know you kind of like dad doesn't know what to do you know, dad doesn't know how to take care of the kids. Dad's not really tired because he's just, he's just kind of just moseying on. It's, it's more the <laughs> he's mom. There. Existing. So I just kind of want to give a voice to those dads that, you know, there's dads out there that are you know, working hard at raising families. So. No, I love that. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, so, you have a girl and a boy, right? So your girl is your oldest, based on my social media stalking. How uh, how old are those two? Um, my daughter is five and a half, and my son is two and a half. So they're ex- pretty much exactly three years apart. Okay, okay, that's a good age gap. Um, me and Josh. Josh is actually my neighbor down there in Jupiter, Florida, uh, for my off season. So we got we got pretty friendly during uh, twenty twenty. And uh, Josh does a lot of different things like for work, but he's super into this podcast. I'm super happy that he's actually in the same phase of life that I'm in. I have an 18 month old and I'm about to have another one in August. So right in the middle of training camp and uh, Josh is not too far behind me. You're due what in October, Josh, November. Yeah, we we ran into that. I think I think when I hit thirty, man, I don't know if it was the kid or what, but you don't really find like a lot of people that are in your space, like um, being a dad. Like it's really hard. Like you go to a park and you see like dads, you kind of do like that Jeep wave kind of thing. Like, hey man, how's it going? It's like you don't really like talk. I don't know. And then once you actually connect with a family, that's pretty much your lifeline. I think you know what I mean. It is super awkward to make friends in your thirties. Yeah, for sure. I hate those parks, man. It's all it's just an awkward situation at those parks, you know. Um, especially like for me, it's funny because I'll take my kids to the park like on a weekday in the middle of the day because me and my wife kind of schedules. I work early, whatever, and so sometimes during the day, and where I am at least, 
it's all moms there, right? So I walk in with my kids and I'm a dad and, you know, I'm sure they're not thinking that I'm weird or anything, but it's just kind of like this, like, oh, you know, just awkward. No, I, I get that. I, I get that. Oh no! I know you feel super creepy though. Also, with the the wives all there, and then like if your my daughter ran up to another daughter, we're is Title Town Park across from Lambeau, and it's like the best park in Green Bay. And I had like two hours to kill with her, and then she randomly walks up to this woman, and she was kind of like startled a little bit. She like didn't like want to make eye contact with me. And I'm like, listen, I'm not like a super creeper out here. Like I'm not trying to abduct children. Like this is my daughter. I, like, I, but I try to bring up my wife as <clears throat> soon as possible in the conversation. You try to like, like oh my wife, you know my wife. <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like those are the things that they don't prep you for, like, as a dad. I mean, my, my next question leading into it was, did you always know that you were going to be a dad? Or did you kind of like, how, how was your, uh, I guess, transition? So I'm assuming you guys got married and everything, and then you got into discussion of, like, how many kids do you want? Do you want to start trying? Or did it just, like, happen for you guys? Um, no, it was definitely planned. I think right when we got married, we knew that we wanted to be parents, um, even before we got married. It, it was definitely a plan. I, I've always wanted to be a dad, like even as a kid, you know, I always wanted to just be a dad. I mean, I just thought it was so cool um, to, you know, raise a, a human being. And, you know, you learn a lot of stuff from your parents, good and bad sometimes. And you just, you want to either change that, like break those molds, or you want to continue on, like with the good things that you were taught. So I, I'm super blessed to have a daughter and a son. Um, my daughter, I will say, it, it's just, there's something about daughters that it's just, it's crazy um, it, for me. Um, that, that, that really changed me. Having my daughter first really like open my eyes to a lot and like you were saying no one teaches you about this stuff they kind of say things they go oh you know just wait or yeah you know, they kind of like say these like foreshadowing comments and you're like what the hell does that mean and the reason they don't explain it is because you can't really explain it you have to experience it so um yeah it's it's been awesome and I've, i learn things constantly about myself and and that's kind of what i want to portray in my social media like people are like Where, how do you get ideas for this i'm like i'm just documenting my thoughts like i'm not really thinking, like this is just as real as can be I, i'm going through stuff and and hopefully bringing up topics and conversations that aren't really talked about so people don't feel like they're alone you know for sure no, I think it's really helpful. Like when I came across you <clears throat> on social, I was like, dude, this guy has it. Like you're capturing an audience that needs this. You know what I mean? There's so many mom, like Instagram accounts and TikTok pages and whatnot. And my wife, I mean, she shows me different things, but like there are a very limited amount of dads out there kind of like just talking amongst each other and kind of like using each other as a resource. So I think it's awesome what you're doing. Yeah, appreciate that. So you having a girl and a boy, like I have just a daughter and I think we all started out like this. We both all had daughters. What is it like having the son? Is it, is it awesome to have, you know, the different needs of each child or is one easier than the other? Cause everyone goes like, Oh, girls are easy until, you know, they hit you know, like puberty and they start going through all like, you know, the drama and the hormones and everything like that. Or is your son's, like the opposite, is he super needy? Is he uh, just bouncing off the walls and needs constant attention? Like, what is the dynamic like in the house? Um, it, the current dynamic right now is they're both super hard. Um, we, me and my wife, will look at each other some days and be like, "We are in the thick of this." Um, my daughter was a very easy baby. He slept through the night at like six weeks. Um, I also think it was just because we could just focus on her. She was the only child at that time. Mm -hmm. 
but she was a lot less needy, easier baby. She's become, once she hit three, she's been pretty difficult. A lot of emotions, a lot of emotions. Um, my son was not a great baby. Like he was a good baby, but he didn't sleep through the night for like a year. Um, and he is, he's pretty needy. Like he, he loves his mom and he's very needy for his mom. And then now we're dealing with the dynamic of my daughter wanting attention and maybe he, he's getting a little more attention and she gets jealous. Yeah, I can see that. A lot of outbursts and emotions. So it's, they, they both are, they're just different, you know, they're both sometimes one is easier in that area and harder in that area. But with my daughter being older, a lot of emotions. She's, you know, people tell me, oh, it's because she's smart or this or that. But I'm like, it's hard. It's hard. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're both difficult, just difficult in different, different ways. ways. Now, does she go to school yeah. yet? Is she in any type of schooling? Because we're kind of crossing that bridge now of what's going to happen leading up to like training camp for, for me, just to give my wife a break before the next baby comes. Cause some people do it differently. Like, no, they're not going to school yet. Or like get them out of the house as soon as they possibly can. So she starts kindergarten in <clears throat> August. Um, and they were going to like what they call around here, a mother's day out, which is um, like two days a week. So it's kind of like a preschool nice. thing. So nice. my son will continue to do that too. They, they go by the same schedule as the school district, but it's only two days a week. So they will both, two days a week, they'll both be gone out of the house, which is great because I'll, I'll, I can work from home a little more. But it's, I got a bunch of mixed emotions to my daughter starting kindergarten because they go for a long time. Like they go all day. And I don't know about you, but when I grew up in kindergarten, I only went half a day, but it's like a full day, which I think will be good for her. Um, she's very social. She um, loves to learn. She's very creative. But at the same time, I'm like, damn, you know, they, they say it goes fast and it, and it does. And I can't believe that she's, you know, she'll be six in um, November and starting kindergarten. And I'm like, I mean, I remember kindergarten. And this is just a weird circle of life type deal that I'm feeling. So it, it's kind of like, you're sad and you're like, wow, she's growing up. But then you're also like, but this is good. Like this will be a good break for me. This will be probably good for her, um, socializing, but you know, we're just going to see how it goes and that's all, all we can do. We're kind of in uncharted territory with that, but uh, yeah. Josh, I don't know if you saw his, his page, of. Uh when you made it of his daughter being born and then he said like they say don't blink and then do you like literally had me it was like a moment i was like damn you're actually capturing all the feelings right now yeah i know because you're i can't even imagine like her being six my daughter palmer like that's going to be insane as soon as you blink it's going to be like over um yeah and, and you know i was fortunate enough like to i spent a lot of time with her i, I do spend a lot of time with my kids um and going through those like making those videos and going through the old footage and stuff and the old pictures you're like damn like it it's crazy a lot of emotions but it's good because I'll, I'll be able to now I got that one-on-one -on -one time with her because we didn't have my son and now my son is kind of at that same age where I got a bunch of time with her so now I get like it with him so that's like the good thing about it is um, it, because I want him, I want to experience that with him too. For sure. Is he uh, in any kind of sports or anything yet? Does he do anything social? My yeah, son? your son. Um, he's not in competitive sports yet because I'm too young. I don't want to deal with that <laughs> yet. <laughs> but um, he's, he, he um, well, he was uh, doing skateboarding a lot. Nice. Um, he, loves to skateboard. Um, I got him on a board like he, when he was like 20 months old and he's loved it. He's getting a little bit older. So he's, he's getting to where he knows that it's dangerous. So he's 
getting a little more cautious. But we just recently found out he loves soccer. He loves to like kick around the soccer ball. And unfortunately for me, soccer is probably my least favorite sport. But you know, if he's in it and he's good at it, okay, I'll you know. And it's probably the sport that I know the least about too. But um, you know, he he's he, he can he has like a little bit of a ball control already. He's you know, so I wouldn't get him into competitive sports probably until he's four, five maybe, because it's just. Crazy. No, I can only imagine. <laughs> no, I'm sure you like. You're gonna have a lot of stories like on the sideline. Like you're gonna be the dad handing out the orange slices too. <laughs> like I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm gonna coach your kids. Or, <laughs> but you know, I wanna. I with my kids, it's if they show interest in anything, I don't. I don't care what it is. Like my daughter's definitely the more creative type. Um, she will draw for hours, color. She has a talent. I mean. Um, she loves to like act out and do plays. So we got her into like a little theater class and I think she's naturally athletic, but I don't know if she's going to be in the sport. So it just kind of, you want to feel it out. You, you kind of like, well, stuff selfishly that you want as a parent, maybe show them that, but if they don't like it, I'm not going to force my kid to do anything they don't want to do. So you, you just kind of like let them go and you go, okay, you know, um, whatever they like to do, I will fully support that. But I know that when, when they do get old enough for sports, it is a lot of time. I mean, the, the soccer games, it's like, you're like, you got school to contend with. And then on the weekends, you got soccer games. It's like, oh, a Saturday soccer game at 3 p.m. Oh, that's great. So that day's just working around for the soccer game and baseball. Baseball is crazy around here. It was crazy where I grew up, but geez, they like traveling at like 10 years old and it's, it's a lot like, year round. It's, it's, it's I lot. think dance is the equivalent of travel baseball for boys. I hear mm-hmm. dance is insane. Like the outfits you have to do, they're going every which way for competitions I mean, dance dads are different. I mean, that's a huge thing in Wisconsin, I think, because, like, it's cold as hell throughout the year. And, like, the girls are, like, always inside or doing rehearsals. But, yeah, I don't know if I'm looking forward to all the dance recitals yet. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But. Yeah, that's going to be a whole other realm for sure. Definitely. Uh, I did want to touch on this point uh, because we're about to go through it again in August. Did you have any uh, crazy occurrences in the hospital, you know, for the dads out there that are like expecting, did you have any funny moments or moments that you think dad should be prepared for? I know we always kind of go through, you know, how they do that safety video. Uh, I don't know if you had any moments like that. If you came in the hospital with the uh, car seat and you didn't even know how to hell to put the thing together and put it in the car, they like let you leave with the kid. I'm like, I don't even know how to put it in the car. I'm glad the child safely secured in this car seat. <laughs> yeah. My, um, so with our firstborn with, with Asher, my son, it was a, it was a three, like it was, we knew what we were doing and went through it. I was a little more confident, but yeah, with my daughter, it, that's a weird feeling when you leave that hospital and you kind of don't want to leave the hospital. You kind of, because the nurses are so great. They're there, they're explaining everything. Um, and then you leave and that first night at home, you're like, oh, there's like a panic. That, that and you know, your wife is all over the place with hormones and she just birthed this human being out of her body. So and then the baby's crying and, and, and there's just, it's pretty intense. Um, it does get better, obviously, but that's a weird feeling to be like, I'm in charge of this child. Like, what am I doing? But then you look back on like, everybody has kids. A lot of people have kids and if, you know, if they can do it, I, I can do it. So, but as far as the crazy stories, we didn't have like two Fortunately, didn't have a crazy story, but when my daughter was born, we went in and figured out that 
um, my wife had to have a C-section. Not like an emergency, but the baby wasn't dropping or whatever. So we decided to have a C-section and it happened within like four hours of us getting there. So she was doing her whole thing in the middle of the night and she's like, I need to go. Like, all right. So we went and it was like within four hours we have this baby. So that, that is really quick. As far as the C-sections go, they take her in there, they roll her in and then they get her all situated and then they call you out and for you to go in. Well, I was told not to look, like it, because I get pretty squeamish, like with, with my, with blood and all that. So I, I'm a baby when it comes to that. So they're like, don't look. Well, if somebody tells you, don't look, what are you going to do? You're going to look right. So I rolled in there and looked and I'm like, Oh, boy. you know, that, that was, wow. That's amazing. Like crazy. Um, but I had to keep it cool because my wife's the one having the baby and getting her stomach cut open and all that stuff. so, you know, I was good. I was trying to just be there for her and she's awake, like they're awake the whole time, you know, and all this stuff is going on. So, um, I just, you know, was there to comfort her and are you okay? And this and that. And, um, and then, you know, they're, they're doing their thing behind the, the curtain and then it's it's pretty surreal when you hear i don't know how your experience was but when you hear them cry for the first time like you always hear like that but truly like my life was different once i heard her cry you know like it just you just understood what people talked about you're like wow like you immediately like have a purpose for life like you know like you you had a purpose before but this is like a whole new purpose. You're just like, whoa. And it, it's it's pretty cool. And the adrenaline's going, so you're you're just amped up about it. But yeah, not everything went pretty smoothly um, for for us, fortunately. But um, yeah, it's a it's a crazy experience for sure. Yeah, me and Josh talk about our experiences a little bit different because it was in 2020. So it was, you know, during, you know, mm-hmm. coronavirus and all that good stuff. But, um, but yeah, there is something to be said when your daughter or son cries for the first time. Like, is the animal that animalistic quality? It's something happens. I don't know what it is, and it's hard to describe. But yeah, now you are in charge of not only your wife's life, but you know, your son or daughter. So super crazy. Um, Josh, you got anything on that? Unless Josh isn't there anymore. Disney World is probably just out of his date of minutes. <laughs> but uh, how how is getting – I'm assuming your son isn't potty trained yet. But your daughter, like how is that? Walk me through that. Is she potty trained? Are we not there yet? Any tips or tricks for dads out there that are kind of going through that? Potty training is terrible. Um <laughs> Uh, my daughter is potty trained now. Uh, she it took her about three years. I think she was a little over three. Um, my son is not, so I'm still doing that. Um, but I don't know if I have any tips or tricks. You just gotta go through it, and you're gonna get accidents on the floor. You're gonna it, it's <laughs> the worst thing is is these training these training potties that are just a plastic little bowl okay right a little, little thing so they start using that and um and then you gotta you know dump it and wash it out it's disgusting <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's it's yeah you just gotta stay persistent with it um my son has no interest in sitting on the potty right now which is discouraging because that means he's probably gonna take a little bit but um you just have to just do it. It's kind of like ripping the bandaid off. For sure. You know? um, what age did you guys start? Yeah. Was it was it something you guys read in a book, like start at this age, or was it something like, okay, this needs to happen now? Like I'm tired of, you know, changing diaper. Once she hit three, once she hit three, it was like it needs okay. to happen now. Okay. Because we were, you know, my son was coming and 
we didn't, you know, that's a nice thing to not have to deal with when you have new babies. So um, about two and a half, like we're trying with our son. We're not like all in on it yet, um, but we're, we're like, he can kind of tell us when he is, but he's, he's confused. Like he'll say he needs to poop, but he really needs to eat, <laughs> you know? So, he's getting there. <laughs> it's just like. Once they, but I think once they can like fully communicate with you, that's when it needs to be like, all right, let's go. You know, when they fully understand, like they need to go to the bathroom, that's when it's like, all right, we'll bring the training potty out and do this whole thing. And then honestly, I think what we did was we just started putting underwear on her. So if they messed up, they had to deal with it without a diaper. And that sucks. Like they'll do it in there you know, crib or, um, I think we did it only when she was awake at first. And then, and then once she got better at being awake, we did it, but it's just kind of like, it's just one of those not fun <laughs> things at yeah. all. Um, and, and you do kind of want to like prolong it. Like you get kind of like, uh, uh, just let her, like, just let them wear a diaper still. Like this is easy, but you gotta be, persistent with it and like take them out in public with just underwear on and just hope for the best and you're hoping that that motivates them to tell you more like when you're in a public place and they only have underwear on like hey i need to go to the bathroom like th- there's kind of like a sense of urgency hopefully sometimes not my my daughter was pretty stubborn she's stubborn in in most things so that was a Hopefully my son's not. <laughs> I know you just touched on taking the kids out in public in that one video where you're like, all right, let's all go out to dinner and like, would you say like overspend, have tantrums? What is, yeah, it's, it's tough, man. Like you want to do it. You want to get out. I know your wife needs it just as much as you do, but at the same time, you know, it's going to be, it's not going to go smooth at all. Yeah. There, there's like that meme. It's like, I might as well just like light. $50 on fire and stay like that. Um, <laughs> like going out. But yeah, we just got back from a vacation and that was interesting. They're, they're just really hard right now, especially in public. Um, a lot of tantrums and everything. We're going to Monster Jam here in Nashville tonight. Nice. Which will be fun, but gotta kind of lower the expectations and we don't know. It's a toss up. I mean, we've gone out to dinner with them or lunch and it's been a fun time. And it's been also miserable times to where we just bail, like just leave on father's day. We went out to a father's day brunch at a place called first watch. It's like a breakfast place. And it was awful. (laughs) Uh, We just like hurry up and ate to go boxes. Let's get out of here. It was just, but yeah, it just, it's hard. I think, I think the reason it's really hard is when your kid's acting out in public and there's other people around, there's a different kind of stress because you're like, you know, you don't want to bother other people and you kind of feel like insecure that your kid is absolutely psycho in front of other people (laughs) and you're disturbing other people. So there's like that different kind of stress and it just feels like, you know, I, I think that your kids react to your stress as well. So if you're stressed out and you're like kind of, you know, quick to react and you're, you're stressing them out more. So it's making it worse. Like we were in the grocery store one time and my daughter wanted something. I said, no, and then kind of, you know, like, no, no. And it just started elevating, elevating to where I had to just pick her up and she's like kicking and it, it was just a mess. Um, so I think the hardest part is trying to stay calm and not like be super reactive in public, but it's, it's hard. And so, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you're just like, it's not worth it. You know, um, it's not worth it. And, and the funny thing about vacations with kids is it's not a vacation. It's a, it's a, trip, you know, for sure. <laughs> or, or, or you're just disciplining your kids in a different location, but. You know, you try to create memories for your kids in these good times, and sometimes it just gets ruined by how they are as kids. But it's just that's just the way it for is. For sure, 
You did know? you did you guys jump on an airplane or was this a driving trip? Oh, driving. Driving. No. Um, Dude, I no. just I just an flew airplane. here up, right? <laughs> to yeah. see the in-laws in Pennsylvania before we head down to Florida for a little time off. Yeah. I was so like you talking about insecure when we first had the kid and she was a I don't know, probably eight months, nine months. And she, you know, crying, the elevation, the ears. And I was so freaked out that everyone was staring at me. Like, I was that guy on the airplane that could not, like, get his kid to quiet down, whatever. And then now this trip, she's a little bit older, and she's kind of starting to kick the seat in front of her. And she's trying to take a nap, and she's squirming. And I kind of, like, have gotten to the point where the crying almost doesn't bother me anymore. Like, it's almost like white noise. But... I think every dad on the airplanes, like I kind of feel for you. You know what I mean? For all those dads, yeah. well, you would hope that they would. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you always have like that one guy that's always kind of like a dick about anything. He just like turns around, like shoots you glances, like control your kid. And I'm like, dude, you definitely don't have fucking kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you do not. And have. that's when I, when people act like that, then I don't right. care. Then I'm like, okay, I, like if you don't have any empathy for me right now, forget you. Yeah, like. <laughs> I'm trying my best here. <laughs> For sure. Dude, uh, we just flew Delta, and, like, the flight attendants couldn't be nicer. And she wasn't causing a huge scene or anything, but they're like, can we get you anything, like this and that? And I think hopefully they purposely said to lower the shade down because she was trying to sleep, and everyone had their shades open. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's it's interesting, man, traveling with kids. It's a trip, like you said. It's not like a vacation. A vacation is probably like if your mother-in-law takes the kids and you go with your wife somewhere. You know what right. I mean? Um, yeah, for sure. If if you can bring help, definitely do that. Because, you know, when it's just the four of us, you know, there's no date nights. There's no, it's hard to get the kids to bed, um, depending on, like, the place. You know, sometimes the places are smaller, like the Airbnb, so they, they stay up later. And you, you don't have a lot of, like, time for just you and your wife or your partner and so it, it can just be stressful, you know, as a trip. But, um, and then you want to like kind of explore, like we try to explore a little and they're just, I'm hungry. I want a snack. I'm thirsty. You know, they, they always want something. They're just trying to ruin your time, basically. They're, they're not really hungry. They're just trying to, they, they know you want to do something for yourself. So they're going to try to ruin yeah. that. That's, that's what I think their mentality is. <laughs> it feels like it. <laughs> they have like an internal clock but, of like when they know it's like dad or mom time and then they have to try to ruin it. Uh, no, but yeah, <clears throat> but you touched on, you know, going out with your wife and things like that. And it's super important. The older guys in the locker room told me to carve out like a night, you know, with your spouse or significant other to do that, hire a babysitter, get the mother-in-law, do whatever, and, like, just take her out. You know, that's that's something yeah. I'm trying to do and make a point to do. And it's really hard because I'm like, oh, let's just, you know, we'll take in. or And my wife's super cool like that. She'll be able to, you know, say take in food. But I think it is important to, like, go out and, uh, you know, take your wife out a little bit. But what – uh, Yeah, it's, it, it's very important. You guys need that. that for break, sure. For sure. Do you, uh, do you guys have a special place in Nashville? Are you in Nashville or just outside of Nashville? I'm just okay. outside of Nashville. I'm like 30, 40 minutes south Oh, Nashville. okay, okay. So never mind. Yeah. I'm a little familiar with Nashville, but uh, probably not on the outskirts there. Yeah, it's it, it, I mean, I've been here 10 years now. Um, I'm originally from Southern California. And I've been here 10 years, and the amount of change this city has gone through just in the past five years is – I've never seen a change in a city like that, you know? Like, L.A.'s always been kind of L.A. and San Diego and, like, all the cities I grew up in kind of always been the same, crowded, you know? But this went from, like, not crowded to crazy crowded, like Vegas crowded. And I'm like – so I'm, I don't do well with like crowds and I, I just, my, my wife likes to go out for girls night and stuff like that, but I'm not a big, like, I don't like that. The like, scene. Yeah. A bunch of crowds and chaos, you know, some people like Vegas and stuff. I'm, I've never, I don't really like that environment. Um, so we don't go out to Nashville like together a lot. Sometimes we'll go out to dinner because all the like really good restaurants there's more happening here now around us but because it's growing too 
but you know what for a really nice dinner we'll usually go down to nashville just for dinner and stuff but it is it's crazy like to try to find parking and parking super expensive i'm like if this is starting to feel like la not it's not la like it's far from no, i know what you're saying though it's just yeah. crowded and i mean the amount the skyline has changed dramatically i remember driving in you kind of like where i'm um where we are you're kind of driving down the freeway and you see the skyline you see the what they call the batman building and you used to just see like i don't know six eight kind of skyscraper things and now you go and there's just like it's an actual skyline it's like a whole different city hotels have gone up i'm like where the hell did <laughs> yeah. that hotel come from what is that like what is this and it's just like you know these multi-million dollar <clears throat> condos now that just freaking go up into the clouds it's just crazy and and you see like it's getting to where the people are different and it's kind of it's it's feeling different um so yeah it's it's crazy but we we're in a great area like where we live where it's kind of like a small town it's not a small town anymore but it's It's got that feel to it though still Small town living versus being like in the heart of Nashville and Brentwood or Franklin or something. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, it, like, no, you don't feel like you're in a city. You still get like where you're driving and you can see like farms yeah. and cows and stuff. Um, the sunsets are incredible. Um, so you, you, I still like the reason why I moved here away from California, it's still, it's still here, you know? And, you know, I've never been like a, one to go downtown or in the city like i grew up just south of la and uh I, I i never went there like a bunch you know it's just i don't like that chaos i it gives me anxiety. Dude, that's the but, last thing you need with kids too like sitting in the, yeah, like exactly. traffic alone with kids is a nightmare and i just the traffic has got really bad like even by us because you, you know you get these like these roads that were supporting you know so many people and you have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people moving here that it's just boom you you actually like now i'm to the point where i won't leave the house at a certain time because it's rush hour we never have a rush <laughs> Dude, hour you are a dad now, now. Rush <laughs> you don't leave the house yeah. at a certain time. oh yeah <laughs> the traffic the oh, traffic the traffic is terrible. Yeah, totally. I'll, I'll say things that like my dad used to say that I used to annoy me as a kid and I'll say them and be like, oh, wow, I'm at this. I'm at this point in my life. I'm, I'm saying stuff and my wife will point out the things that I say that like you sound like you're a dad or you sound like a dad. And it's like, oh, my gosh, it's so dad of you. And like, I know it's happening. I'm, I'm trying to not trying to fight it but it just happens naturally so you're embracing it you, know? you got all these social media channels yeah. focused on that you're a dad through and through man <laughs> yep it's just it's a natural occurrence um so a couple of questions left uh i want to touch on the hobby stuff like being a dad like do you have any hobbies i know a lot of dads like to uh golf and things like that but if i'm like going out with the guys i like to carve out the four hours that I won't feel guilty for, you know what I mean? Like I do because I'm kind of away a lot when I travel and this and that and the off season, I like to hang out with them as much as I can. And everyone's like, Oh dude, come play golf, this and that. I'm like, you clearly don't have kids or you're not married yet. You don't understand. Uh, but you, when you are out there, you do sometimes feel guilty. Like, you know, it's four hours. You're like, Oh man, like how's my wife doing with the kids right now? Like, unless you have help, uh, I didn't know if you had any hobbies that you have like to yourself or encourage hobbies for dads out there. Cause everyone needs like, you know, their hour of a workout time or, you know, a lot of people do like meditation or reading or whatnot. I didn't know what you do uh, specifically for yourself. Yeah. I'm, I, I used to golf a lot. Um, in my in my youth but you know I, I know a lot of golfers and they'll invite me out but like you said it's like oh you want to go out on saturday like all day i'm like no like th- there's no way i could do that like maybe nine holes or something but i also don't really enjoy golf that much anymore you know i played it so much 
when I was younger that, you know, it was, if you don't practice, you know, if you don't practice golf a lot and you just kind of suck and that's not fun to me when I like play bad or, or stuff. So it's not like I'll go golf every once in a while, but it's not, I wouldn't say that's my hobby. I, I really don't have a hobby, um, that I set out to do. I, I do like to, me and my wife need to get better at, at our hobbies for sure. You know, we've been so focused on parenting that, you know, she likes to go out with her friends and stuff. And it just, you just make excuses like, oh, I don't have to do that tonight or something, but it's important. Like you should definitely have a hobby. Um, try to like let her go out. I mean, she'll go out and go shopping or, you know, get her nails done or something like that. Little things like that. Um, I'll try to go out with some friends, you know, but, um, like just like little trips too. Like you should go out with your girl, like on a trip for the weekend, me with the guys and just, you know, around here we can go to the lake and like fish and stuff like that. We just haven't been good at it. So, um, it's important to have a hobby, whatever that is. I mean, everybody thinks a hobby is like you have to play a sport or something. A hobby, like you said, could be reading a book. Um, I like to go to coffee shops by myself. On Father's Day, I said the one thing I want is just to go to a coffee shop by myself for like two hours and just kind of, you know, zone out, kind of just think and whatever, you know. So I I like to do stuff like that. But, yeah, it's – parenting is stressful, you know. It can really attack your mental health for sure. And I've seen that firsthand. Um, It affect mine. And that's why it's so important because – you do feel guilty and I totally have guilt and just what you said. Like I went golfing with my father-in-law like a couple weeks ago because he likes to golf with me and I felt guilty. It was with my father-in-law and like my wife at home and you know, it was, it was fine, but I still like felt like because you're so used to the structure that you step out of it. You're like, I should be doing something else. Um, but yeah, it, it's important for sure, because the the better your mental health is, the better you can reset yourself, the better parent. For sure. Be. And if you're going, then you're not doing your kids any favor by being so stressed out and and struggling. So you you both need that reset. So it, date nights are important together, but also time alone, like with other people too, like you said, hobbies and stuff is is just as important yeah no doubt man that's well said we haven't heard anyone talk you know through that before that's that's awesome that's good stuff um yeah and then the last question i like to end on a fun little question is there any disney movies right now that the kids act like go bonkers over it could be a show on netflix is it something um that you're waiting to like pull out i don't know if they're old enough for all the the movies that you want to show them yet. Um, but you, you know, your daughter's old enough. She's probably seen every Disney movie in the book right now. I didn't know if she was like super into, uh, Lion King or, you know, Toy Story or what she's Ariel Hercules. Yeah. She's man. She's been on Minnie Mouse since she was two years old and she still loves Minnie Mouse. Like, she loves it. Like we've been to Disneyland a few times, not Disney World. We're not ready to do that yet. <laughs> I know we lost Josh and so- Josh is braver than yeah. I am. I'm not ready to do that. I think he's there for his birthday. That sounds interesting, but um, we're not ready for that yet. We want to do that when they're old enough to kind of remember and behave better. But we've been to Disneyland um, a few times, and it, it's awesome. But she still dresses up as Minnie still watches Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and all that. As far as movies, she loves Frozen. Yes, yeah. In Princess movie, Encanto is a, is a big one right now. Um, she's into these crybabies things. They're like little dolls. They're called crybabies, and they have a show, and she's obsessed with these things. She wants me to buy her a crybaby every day. She already has 15. <laughs> no more. 15. So it, it, they get into these weird things. I don't know what is like appealing to them. I guess because it's like a, a really girly thing with like makeup and stuff. And my 
my daughter loves to dress up. It's probably something like that. My son is really into monster trucks, excavators. Blippy is king around here. He loves Blippy. I don't know if you know what that is, but um, it's a guy who started on like YouTube and now it's a show on Netflix and stuff. But it's very. It's, can you? He loves. Can you tolerate it? Construction. Is it, is it a show like really? I can actually watch this. You're like, I cannot. Man, it, it, I talk. I tolerate it because they they can sit there and watch it and be quiet. <laughs> like it's a good break. <laughs> no, but it is a good break. You no, know, I'm not like full on like unlimited screen time. Like you know, we try to obviously screen time, but also one on one time and play outside. I'm not trying to create a, a zombie, you know, like some people think. But I use screen time to give myself a break and my wife does it to give herself a break and us a break, you know? Um, and yeah, they, they can watch, he will watch blippy or excavators and construction stuff, monster trucks, loves that kind of stuff. And then there's Coco melon, which is whew, uh, just a bunch of nursery rhymes. Like it's like cocaine for kids though. Somehow. And, I mean, I'm immune to it. Like you said, you're immune to the crying. I'll have that thing, like, we'll put them to bed and freaking Coco Melon will still be on and me and my wife will be having a conversation. I'll go, why the hell is this still on? <laughs> like, it, we're just kind of immune to it, you know? It's just kind of like part of our life. But also, it it is annoying, but that annoyance causes my kids to not be annoying. So it's, you know, a balance. Dude, life is a balance. <laughs> it's a balance. It is a balance. But um, yeah, it uh, yeah, those those shows and and unfortunately, when we're on a road trip, sometimes I have to play that freaking soundtrack. <laughs> like they have the Coco Melon, they have the Coco Melon soundtrack. You're playing Wheels on the Bus go around and around. I didn't understand and all that stuff. But you know what? They're not crying. Yeah, they're not crying. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I never realized like why dads and moms drank so much coffee. And I know you do so many memes on and I, I like physically didn't understand it. I did, honestly I drank pre-workout and stuff or whatever, like working out yeah. and stuff, but now it's almost like it's something I enjoy. I don't know what it but like road trips and things, it kind of gives me like oh, how many times you stopping for coffee through. Like my wife is obsessed with coffee and she got me into it. But now I I really do understand why dads drink coffee. So you you started drinking coffee once you became a dad? You never drank it before? Like I honestly didn't really like I don't know. Maybe like in college I was just I wasn't like a guy that go to the coffee sh- coffee shop and like, you know, studied. But now I was like, you yeah. know, this is whatever C4 was like the thing, you know, in the locker room and you take that for workouts and you get like super jacked up. But now, like, I, I enjoy it. Like, I'm exploring the different coffees and lattes and, like, oh, yeah. you know, cold brew. Like, it's awesome. It's great. It's a dark rabbit hole for sure. And I feel like yeah. I don't want to yeah. be, like, super dependent on the coffee. But at this point, I'm just, like, I just enjoy it. I tell myself I enjoy it. Give it some time. Yeah. Be- I'm helping the world go <laughs> <out>. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, there's other worse things out there. Coffee, you know. Get, get good source coffee you're good but yeah no i'm me and my wife are both like coffee connoisseurs now like we like to go to the we call them hipster coffee yes. shops you know they have the best coffee so try to avoid like starbucks and stuff because honestly it's just i mean it does the job but it's not like gourmet or anything you know um it's like you know chick-fil-a will fill you up but it's not this like a restaurant you know so <laughs> um but yeah, I, I love a good cappuccino. And if it's a good coffee shop, they do the cappuccinos right. And then my wife likes her drinks, like kind of the iced coffee and stuff. And we just try to find like on the road and stuff, instead of stopping at Starbucks, we try to look up like the most hipster looking coffee shop. Like, you know, I want it to take 10 minutes to make my drink. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know yeah. it's good. I'm like super <laughs> into the hipster you know, coffee shops. Yeah, and, and I like the environment in there. You know, they play like their little hipster music. It's you know everybody's in there, kind of like creative, and it's good vibes. Everybody's nice. So I also like to go and you know 
like me and my wife will go on a day date to a coffee shop and stuff. And we actually met, well, we didn't meet, but our first date was at a coffee shop. So it, it's kind of like, that's how our relationship started. So it's kind of a, a cool thing. That and it hasn't have. stopped. The pouring of the coffee probably hasn't stopped since you met. <laughs> I got this 20 ounce mug right here. How many do you go through a day? I want to know. I want to know. How many coffees do you go through a day? What's a what's a coffee? Like eight ounces? Like do you considered like a coffee? We'll do okay, your 20 ounce mug. How many how many I I probably I probably have 20 ounces of coffee a day. 20 ounces, just one. Uh yeah. I cannot confirm or deny. I mean, I don't like to think about ounces. I'm going like, dang, that's a lot of ounces. 24 ounces. Um, but I would say, I would say I have three to four cups of coffee a day. As far as as that, and I'm not judging. I'm not judging. Like, I'm just maybe other yeah. dads out there are comparing. But yeah, you know what? Maybe I should. <laughs> I'll make you feel good about yourself. I have eight <laughs> cups of coffee a day, um, and I'm alive. Um, but no. I yeah, I probably I probably have on average three cups of coffee a day, whatever a cup is. But um, I also I do try to cut it off at like afternoon because it will affect like how I sleep and go to bed. So I do try to get it all in in the morning and have it kind of last through. But also too much coffee it does make you tired. So it's um kind of diminishing returns sometimes i'll be like drinking a cup of coffee and after <laughs> you know and i'm like why dumb like why did you do that uh my wife suggests that i have decaf which is kind of a hack you can do if you're used to that afternoon <clears throat> coffee just get decaf so you know you can um kind of get your fix but it's not like wire you up at 3 p.m. right so you don't become a tired dad <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, you don't want to make yourself more tired. Like, what's the point of that? <laughs> Dude, this is this has been awesome. We do appreciate your time jumping on locker room dads, but I do want to highlight where people could find you. Like, what are your social handles? Because I'm sure a lot of dads out there are looking for some good content. Yeah, Instagram, the tired dad, TikTok, the tired dad. Um, uh, I have one video up on YouTube. It's tired dad is the channel but um i i've wanted to do more of that but i just haven't but yeah m mostly instagram tiktok is where i'm at the tired dad and um that's awesome yeah. yeah we'll be sure to tag you and everything on the social media channel so people can follow you but john appreciate it man have a great summer hopefully we'll stay in touch but uh for everyone out there listening thanks for tuning into locker room dads we drop every wednesday until then Tired Dads, we're out. Locker Room Dads is powered by Mantra Labs. After my buddy Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP, recommended this amazing new nutrition line to me, as a professional athlete, I had to listen to hear what he had to say. So let me tell you, Mantra Labs is an absolute game changer. For all you dads out there looking to have more energy, better hydration, and better sleep, look no further. Mantra Labs is the stop for you. So we've actually partnered with them and they provide 25% off everything on their site. So go visit them at gomantralabs.com. Enter Locker Room Dads with no space for 25% checkout.